0: You know, in doing my research for this interview, I came across something from October 19th, 2001. It's the VOA. I assume that's the voice of America. I don't know. what But it's saying that scientists say they have evidence that the world's biggest freshwater lake system is cleaning itself of pollutants. And it goes on to say that's what's happening. But that's 19 years ago. Uh, It appears that you found something completely different, right?
1: Yeah, you know, absolutely. That could have been referring to the, uh, the recovery of the lakes from phosphorus inputs and algal blooms, but actually that's been backtracked as well now. We're seeing severe algal blooms in Lake Erie. But what we found, or what I found in doing this review of the literature and what's going on in the Great Lakes is that the plastic pollution issue is just as severe as it is in the oceans. and In fact, it's getting worse over time.
0: How do they get there? the plastics?
1: Several ways. Several ways. First of all, on, on textiles, on fabrics to make them waterproof, uh, rigorous for outdoor use and so on. Uh, when you put them in your washing machine, yeah. microplastics wash off of them and they go into the sewage system and most sewage treatment plants can't capture them. So it goes into the lake. So that's one way just from textiles. A, and, and it's hard for us to try and figure out how we can stop that. But A really severe way, which is so easy to stop, is our habit of using single-use plastics and putting them, thinking that we're doing a good thing. You know, you, you get a plastic bag from the grocery store, you put your onions in it, you take it home, you put your onions away, and then you throw your plastic bag in the blue bin. Unfortunately, our blue bins are not being done correctly. People are contaminating our blue bins. Things are going in that shouldn't be there. There's food waste in there. And the majority of what goes in the blue bin ends up in a landfill. Now think about that plastic bag. It's very light. It's very airy. You get a little bit of wind and it blows away. And it blows away and it goes eventually back into the lakes. And once they're in the lakes, they can choke things, but they can also be broken down by bacteria into microplastics again that look like food particles for little fish, for example, and they start to eat them.
0: But Okay, so you're saying that we need swift action. What is swift action to you? What does that mean?
1: First of all, we are seeing some enlightened organizations, enlightened businesses saying we're not going to use plastics in our facility anymore. If you want a bag, you're going to pay for it. In fact, in the U.K., for example, they started charging the equivalent of 15 cents for a single-use plastic bag, and people started saying, well, wait a minute, after five or six of these, that's a few dollars. I'm not going to be doing that anymore. So... Uh, But but that's by the enlightened facilities. It's not required. Some municipalities are saying no more plastic bags. That's great. But why don't we have a province that says plastic pollution is a huge issue. It's a waste management issue. It's a Great Lakes pollution issue. And we in Ontario are going to tell all our municipalities that by date X, You will no longer use plastic bags Mm -hmm. in your facilities. You will use paper bags, and people will buy those. You will use cloth bags, and people will buy those. Nothing is free. But they're easy, easy steps, Terry. They're really easy things. Tomorrow, today, when somebody listening to your show decides to go out shopping and needs three apples, put the three apples in your shopping cart. Mm -hmm. Forget about the plastic bag. It's not going to get recycled, chances are. And you don't need it. Why are p- people putting bananas in plastic bags? They're already attached to each other. They already come around. Yep. You don't yep. need plastic bags. Just think. It's just about we're so used to it. We're so accustomed to it. We think it's all fine because it all gets recycled. But the truth is, it's not getting recycled, it's getting into the lakes, it's killing fish, it's getting into our drinking water, and we have a choice just to think twice before we take that plastic bag. Immediate action, I would love to see the governments immediately put regulation in with a time frame. Not, everything's not going to change overnight, but say in a year's time, in two years' time, there will no longer be plastic bags in your grocery store. And that's not a hard thing to do. And if there's an education campaign around it, it will make sense to people. And there are lots of alternatives that people can use. So it's not a hardship. I think it's, that's the easy solution.
0: Describe, if we don't do that, Dr. Kranzberg, what happens to the Great Lakes? Describe what the ramifications, the repercussions of not doing that are.
1: Well, the we, know, we know the population in the Great Lakes region is growing. We know that as climate change gets more severe, people in water-poor locations will move to the Great Lakes. People in island, island states that are underwater... We'll move to the Great Lakes because it's a wonderful place to live and there's lots of water, which means more people using more plastic, throwing it out, more and more getting into the lakes, and we will look just like the ocean gyres, and we will have fish that are contaminated, fish that are starving. Our sports fish industry, Terry, is worth $7 billion a year. Can you imagine if we now start suffocating the fish with these plastics, they're eating, they're ingesting them, they're malnourished, they're not reproducing. We have a collapse in some of the major fisheries. What that would do to our economy? It would be tragic. Even if you go down to a lake shore right after a storm and look carefully at the shoreline, you'll see it's dotted with a very colorful array of sprinkled stuff. Those are microplastics. Those are not, a, those are not why people want to come to the lakes. It's disgusting. And so the recreational, cultural, social well-being of going out and enjoying the Great Lakes on the, on the beaches, that's going to be impaired. So there's an environmental cost, there's an economic cost, there's a social, cultural cost that's just going to get exacerbated if we don't ban these things and if people don't pay
0: attention. And there's also the spiritual cost, which very much involves you it involves that little tiny girl that's sort of like Greta that speaks at the UN from up from I think she's up around Huron. but for you the lakes are more than, it's more than just about environment. It, it seems to be when I'm doing the research on you it's spiritual for you as well.
1: It is uh, the, the lakes are a extraordinary place. They're the largest single body of freshwater on the planet. They can be seen from outer space surely we who live around it must cherish them and protect them. They're, they're a global wonder, and that we take them for granted and, and use them as a garbage pail is astonishing, and it's simply not acceptable. They're, they're a magnificent jewel on the planet, and we should be proud of being here and, and want to steward their well-being.
0: Thanks, you know, thanks what for what for for having the endurance and the courage at all, at every level to keep this this battle up. Thank you so 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 much. Oh,
1: you're very welcome. And uh, if one of your listeners changes their idea about the Great Lakes today, my job is done.